What's up? I'm Sierra Celeste, and welcome to Authenticity, a podcast designed to dive deep into the uncomfortable and untalked about taboos and topics such as yoga and meditation, plant medicine, psychedelics, sex and relationships, and more by elevating awareness and mindfully educating through everyday conversation. My hopes are to create a space where we release our inner traumas, heal ourselves, and explore different methods to transform our mind, body, and soul. Life is a journey and we don't have to go through it alone. Remember, you are exactly where you are meant to be. Welcome to Authenticity. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Authenticity. I'm so excited about this week's episode because I have not only set up a beautiful space in my room to record this podcast, I have my little mic set up and my computer in my beautiful little room with a nice cup of coffee from some locally roasted beans from the Black Crow Coffee And I'm so excited because it's actually down the street and I actually got some beans yesterday so I could brew some at home. Um, And yeah, it's a beautiful space. I am now in St. Pete, which I talked about a little bit in last week's episode, but this week's episode is so exciting because not only am I recording the first episode in my new apartment that I have subleased from a really lovely friend who connected me with his friend in order to ground me. Um, But I just feel so much better about being able to produce the content that was coming to me and downloading subconsciously for the past couple of months since I've been floating around and hopping around between spaces and places and people and faces. So (laughs) one thank you to everybody who has helped me so far in getting to this space. And yeah, it's just amazing. Like I can walk to work once again, I can get around so easily and I can just leave the van really until, you know, I need to go somewhere that's out of range for me. But it makes me super excited to hop into this episode, which this week is actually a suggested topic. It was a request and it's something that I've wanted to talk about for a while. So it kind of fell in lieu and in line perfectly. And I was asked to kind of talk about boundaries. (laughs) That's a big one. That's a big one that I feel like not only are we all continuously working on, but our boundaries continuously evolve and change as do our needs and our perceptions and experiences during this journey, which really help create the boundaries that we have with not only ourselves and our energy, but the boundaries that we have with the people and the environments that we're in because everything is energy. So when we're in spaces, when we're in different environments, when we're around people, we are around their energy, we are around their frequency. And oftentimes, if we're unaware and not tapped into our intuition, we can embody or energetically kind of connect and magnetize with 
our surroundings. And that goes to whether it's positive or negative because energy is energy and it doesn't really have, it. it <laughs> there's no discrimination with energy. It just is what it is. It's science. It's the universe. It's, it's life. So yeah, I love talking about this because it's something that I've had to do especially hard these past couple of months not only within myself, and I talked about that in the last episode of setting my own boundaries, filling my own cup, but just taking that time to really find the environment that I needed to be in. And the environment that I'm in now allows me to create and manifest and do the things that I need to do in order to do the inner work, to deprogram, to reprogram, and to share the content that I've not only learned, but just kind of experienced with you all so we can all kind of go and walk through this journey of life together a little bit easier. So with that being said, we are going to hop in to this week's episode. But before that, if you have not already, I relaunched my website, which I will put the link to that down in the show notes below. But as well as that, on my website and in the show notes will be a link to my Patreon account. So I just created a Patreon, and if you are unaware of what a Patreon account is, it is a lovely platform for artists and creators within themselves to kind of put their artwork, to put their creative collaborations, and to put the material out there that they're producing um, out there for people to kind of choose what they would like to support. So for example, my Patreon account is all about supporting my podcast, and there are different tiers and levels to where you can support me, whether you want to do a dollar a month, five dollars a month, twenty dollars a month, there's different tiers. And with each tier comes with different um, opportunities, gifts, um, shout outs, all of those types of things. So it's really, really cool. And it's, to me, an awesome way for a consumer to truly choose what they would like to purchase based off of not only the materials that are being produced, but the level of the material that they would like to consume or the level of product that someone is putting out there, whether it's knowledge or tangible. And we get so wrapped up in having to buy into one large thing that I feel like Patreon makes it really, really cool for people to not only support the artists and creators that they want, but to choose the level of support that they would like to put into that creator. So yeah, it's a super dope platform. I'm doing it for my podcast to not only, you know, really get the content out there faster, but to hopefully get someone to edit this thing for me because I'm doing all the editing right now, which is cool. Totally love learning, but it does take a little bit longer for me to get the episodes out there And I do eventually want to get all of my people up here, all of my creators, which I am finally going to set up and do this episode with Maya Kato from Me Yogi. We're going to kind of do a re-spin and recap on what went on during the Sensory Workshop, 
which I discussed previously. And during that workshop, I had the opportunity to discuss Tantra, Tantra and the masculine versus feminine energies, which to me is an amazing way to also explore and set your own boundaries. Um, and that Tantra BDSM, that really ties into um, boundaries as well. So there will definitely be an episode on that. And there will definitely be a blog on that because talking about Tantra is my jam. And I've gotten a lot of DMs about Tantra and when I'm going to do another workshop or another discussion on that. So stay tuned for that and stay tuned for the episode with Maya. (laughs) I know we've been saying we're going to do it for forever, but I really needed to move in and get into the space and set up. It's been like two weeks of madness and running back and forth. So yes, taking a little break in space and a breather, but we're getting back onto it. So to hop into the episode, here we go. Boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. That is a hard one. It is difficult because of not only the society we live in, but the programming that we have obtained through our first seven plus years of life. And understanding energy, ourselves, and what we authentically need in order to set boundaries. This is something that not only I have worked on for a while and I am still doing the inner work because boundaries, like everything else, changes and evolves with ourselves, our experiences, our perceptions of the world, the morals that we have, and just our walk and journey through life. And at any moment, our boundaries and relationships, and they can change. So I think that this is just such a strong topic that I mean it will take more than one episode to even jump into, but I am definitely going to briefly hop into and dive deeper into the meaning of boundaries to me and how we can recognize ourselves as energetic beings so then we can understand not only the energy around us in environments, spaces, and people, but we know how to kind of protect ourselves and live authentically, but from a space that still understands and sees people for who they are. Because that is the biggest part of boundaries, is respecting and honoring yourself while still respecting and honoring someone else and their journey and where they are at. Because we are all on this journey and in a space and in places at different times. And we all walk through this path a little differently and encounter our lessons and our blessings a little bit differently. So for me, the biggest thing with boundaries is is like understanding what a boundary even is and understanding energy, right? Because everything is energetic. And I always say, 
there's negative and the positive energy, and we are a constellation of both, as well as everything around us is negative and positive, and we are like little magnets and sponges, and if we are not aware intuitively and subconsciously of our surroundings and the energy that other people put off and the space that they may be in, if we're not aware of that, we cannot truly put ourselves in a place to not only protect ourselves and to be conscientious and aware of the energy and environment around us. But oftentimes we can become magnetized and absorb other people's feelings and emotions or the negativity or positivity of a space. And you can see that with everything in the world. You can see that with, you know, your family, your friends that you hang out with. You can see that with going to a fun like music event and the energy that's there. And you can see it when you're in a negative place or a space and the energy that's surrounding you there. So just taking a moment to think about the energy and what you feel when you're in certain surroundings is the first step to boundaries. And another big thing that I have talked about not only in my yoga classes, and I talked about this the other day actually in my yoga class, but to be bold and to not be afraid to take up space and to vocalize what you need and to be truthful and authentic in your speech and what you need. Because one of the first steps to boundaries is being able to sit with yourself and ask yourself, what the hell do you even need? And how can you set a boundary if you don't know what you need in life? If you don't know the type of energy that you're around, if you can't even check into yourself and say, damn, where am I at today? Am I drained? Am I in the mood for, you know, uplifting energy? Do I need more chill, calming energy today? Like, What can I handle? How full is my cup? Is it going to pour over? Am I going to explode? Is the cup too hot? Is the cup way empty? And do I need to fill myself up first before I go and pour for other people? That's a big thing first, tapping into ourselves. What do we need? Be loud, be vocal, be proud. It's really hard for us sometimes to vocalize what we need. And I talked about this in the last episode. But it all depends on the first seven years of our lives and that D and reprogramming that I discussed and how we are programmed to speak our truths and to be grounded and rooted and how all of our chakras and how all of our energy systems are aligned when we first go through our seven years and walks of life. Those years are so important and monumental and that's why I really truly feel for child development and child and developmental psychology is because it taps into the brain and the psychological development of how we perceive experiences and what we need and how we connect and make these connections with the world and people and places and what we're told 
um, about these people and places, right? So we're always taught to perceive um, certain things in a certain way. Maybe you were taught, right, when you were little that every white van is a scary van and you should never go near it. And I always make that joke, right, because I drive a big white van. <laughs> but, um, or maybe you were told that family is perceived a certain way and you're always to respect them or your higher authority figures, whether it's in an institution like school or a professor or whether it's at home and with friends and you're taught to respect your elder or the adults or et cetera, et cetera. And maybe, you know, it's the way that you also perceive your environments and it's always that nature versus nurture because we are always perceiving things in a way that resonates with us and what we've been taught. So maybe two people can be exposed to the same environment, but if we have a different way of looking at it and a different way of resonating with it, it's that nature versus nurture. There could be two completely different outcomes, even though we were presented with the same opportunities or the same environment. The way that we perceive it is different, so the outcome is different. Maybe we perceive in a lack mindset versus a an abundance mindset, and so that already puts us out. But it goes back to that repro- reprogramming, blah, 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 and deprogramming. But there's also a book that I will put down in the show notes below. It's actually right next to me. Hold on. It's, yeah, I've talked about this before in an episode. It's called Quantum DNA Healing, and it's Consciousness Techniques for Altering Your Genetic Destiny. And it's an amazing book. I will put the, all the information as well as the author. I don't want to butcher her name. It's Althea S. Hawk. I'm pretty sure. I'm very sorry if I butchered your name, but I will put all of that in the show notes below. And it's an amazing book because it really dives deep into the energetic levels of what we perceive and the experiences and the programming that we go through in life and how it affects us on a sub-molecular level and how when our environment affects us on a submolecular level that we express genes in a different way and then it automatically creates to me and you know based off this book in quantum energy it creates a different type of energy field around you and once again that's just taking a moment to look at your seven years of life your first seven years your first 10 years like what what the hell happened how was your childhood what did you go through how did you perceive life What boundaries did you have? Did you not have? Were you allowed to speak your truth or were you silenced when you wanted to speak your truth? Were you allowed to be expressive and free and to use bright colors and to use your imagination? Or were you taught to only, you know, do the things that you were told to do and you had to do things a certain way and you couldn't be expressive because it was, you know, looked down upon in a certain way. Like, these are things that really shape the boundaries that we're in. 
And when we start to look at healthy environments and the spaces that we're in, I can look at this, right, as like our family is the biggest, biggest boundary I think that we all face. And there's this and there's this funny meme that goes around, or it's not funny, but I think it's funny um, because it talks about just because your family is toxic doesn't mean you have to stay around them just because they're family. And that goes for friends too. But a big societal and old time thinking is just like family is everything and you will always have family and or immediate or bloodline family. But the older you get, the more you do appreciate the saying that you choose your family as well. Because not all blood family is going to support and nurture you in the way that you perceive or have been taught that a family is going to support you. And you know why? Because every single person in your family is dealing with their own shit and they're a human too. And it takes boundaries and separating yourself sometimes for you to be able to see that your family are humans and people outside of the labels that we've perceived and put on top of them. So your dad is a man who has went through life aside from being your father. Your mother is a woman who has dealt with the ways of the world and womanhood aside from being your mother. Your grandparents, same thing. Your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, even your relatives or your siblings living in the same house as you are going through experiences and perceiving things as their own human experience. And when we look at them as family, it's hard for us to see that because we label them. And we put that authority figure on our parents, or maybe they've put that childlike um, label, put that childlike label on yourselves. So then when you go and you have these experiences and you have these moments or anger or an emotion comes up or a reaction, it's hard to set a boundary because we don't see it as an experience with that human, we see it as like, oh, our father just yelled at us and how could he do this because he's my dad and he's not supposed to yell at me and it hurt my fucking feelings, right? (laughs) But when you can bring yourself into a space of being like, oh, he's a person. Maybe he had a bad day. Yeah, yelling isn't the right thing to do or perceived as the right thing to do. But that was his reaction, his energy, his way of releasing whatever the hell was going on inside of there. And it just so happened to come out and project onto me. But if I'm aware of that, I can see that and I can step back and be like, okay, that's not my energy. But when we're unaware of it or when we're in a space of imbalance, which for myself, I was in that space of imbalance. I was reacting versus responding. And I was completely taking on other people's energy. And I would snap back. I would be screaming. I would just be not understanding. There was no communication or 
um, like moment where I could step back and be like, whoa, Sierra, like this is not the environment where like you're filling your cup right now. You have poured hot tea in a cold glass, honey, and you are about to burst. And it's not until, you know, now when I'm in this space that I can reflect back on these past couple of months and be like, oh, girl, you were like a little hot tamale. You were spitting fire. You were just out there just shooting, shooting shit. But once again, it comes with practice and it comes with stepping back and looking at all of our past, all of our past relationships, whether they were romantic and intimate relationships, whether they're relationships with our family, with our friends, like look at what's going on in their life. Separate yourself from the label that you've given yourself with that relationship and with that connection. And then look within yourself and see where this could be a projection or a mirror of maybe some insecurities, fears, emotions, or inner work that you haven't dealt with. Because I can 100% guarantee that that is the case most of the time. (laughs) Because it's been that case for me, whether I look at past relationships I've been in, like the little doggy's feet of my roommate. (laughs) But even the past relationships that I've been in, I have been able to look back at it now. Maybe, you know, it's taken me a year or so, but I can look back and be like, wow, it wasn't just that person. I was projecting a lot of my own insecurities and inner work that I hadn't resolved on them. And therefore it was projecting back onto me because we both had our own things that we weren't working through. And it ended up being a projection and a mirror of our own insecurities and just unhealthy relationship. And not only did we cut that cord quite literally, but it took me a while to cut that cord energetically and to understand that we needed to respect our boundaries and come into ourselves as humans and step into ourselves a little bit better. Like, That is hard. And a lot of relationships, you know, are toxic or negative because of that. We don't take the time to really look within and say, where did I mess up? We self-blame or we blame instead of looking within self. So a lot of the times we end up blaming people versus looking within ourselves. And blame is not real. (laughs) Blame is just an excuse to not do the inner work. And once again, sometimes we blame and it's just that heat of the moment and it's because our cup is pouring over and we don't have those boundaries yet. But I really do ask you to take a step back, to look, to say, hmm, where can I work within And where can I find peace in this situation, this relationship? And for me, once again, it's not only been taking off those labels of people and the perceptions that I have from them, but looking back at all of the years where maybe I've been silenced or I haven't been able to be expressive or I haven't felt rooted and grounded 
or I haven't felt like I could trust my intuition or open my heart or speak my truth. And I feel these blockages towards people and then it comes out as aggressive behavior or as this non, um, non boundary or this explosive behavior that we all tend to have towards people when we get really worked up and we don't understand this friction that's building up. But that's just with everything, with work, with life, with people. Understand the friction that's building up. Understand the balance that you need because it's all in the work, baby, and it all takes time. It all takes time. And, you know, I think once I hop into the episode of Tantra, it'll be really, really just like interesting because I've talked about it before, but everybody kind of thinks that Tantra is just this way and this door of opening up and getting into sex. But Tantra is more than just the Kama Sutra. It's really about tapping into our full consciousness and understanding that we are all one. And quite literally, we are one because we are all energy. We are all made up of the same stardust, the same particles, the same energy, atoms, molecules. And it is just the way that we raise or lower our own vibration and frequency because we have the power to change our own energy. Energy can be changed. Energy is neither created nor destroyed, but it can be changed. Therefore, this negative energy, we can take it and bring it into a higher conscientious state by pulling ourselves into a higher state of awareness, by pulling ourselves into that higher state of understanding what the fuck we want, by speaking our truth, by being bold, by being loud and tapping in, sitting with yourself and don't be afraid to set the boundaries that you need. And Tantra really pulls into the Kundalini, to the masculine, to the feminine and it helps you not only embrace yourself and embody yourself as a whole, but then once you can embrace and embody yourself as a whole being and as one with the universe and as one with everything that we are surrounded by, you can start to look at everything around you and understand that it is one with you and you can find compassion and understanding for these things around you because you can separate the labels and the materialistic, inauthentic bullshit that we have been poured upon by capitalism and society and just the ways that other people have perceived and programmed us to think. So I'm super excited to hop into a Tantra episode. We'll definitely have that on the blog as well. I just wanted to jump into this. Thank you so much, Daria, for this recommendation for this episode. Super awesome. If anybody has any suggestions or topics that they would like me to hop into, definitely shoot me a DM, shout out. I love being able to just explore and give my own perspective on the topics that you all bring to me for health, wellness, and healing and becoming the best versions of yourself. So be sure to go down to the show notes below for all of the information on my website, on my Patreon account, 
the book for quantum DNA healing will be down there as well as the music in this episode and anything else that you would like to know more information about. If you like this episode, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, all of those good platforms share rate review and yeah just continue sharing all of this love i love you all and i love being able to share these topics and these stories with you and until next time peace